Right, matters arising from those minutes, I shall go page by page. So, uh, page 5, page 6, page 7, page 8, page 9, page 10, page 11, page 12, page 13, and page 14. Right. Um, Are there any um, applications that have been withdrawn today? Okay, then we will go straight on to the business in hand. First up is UTT 1438-19. Full, um, Mr. Theobald, you're going to take us through this. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. This application relates to the erection of five dwellings with garages, home offices and access roadway. The site is 2.3 hectares of land to the north of Crishall, to the north of Crawley End. This is the site with Mill Causeway along the top here. And the proposal is for a scheme of low density dwellings of three and four bedroom dwellings across the range of uh, these uh, five plots. And access will be maintained through an existing entrance formed into the site and then arcs around to the, the bottom of the site as it's shown there. The, the breakdown of the house types are mentioned in the report on page one and the garden sizes for all of the dwellings are very generous and much exceeding 100 square metres. Parking provision is fully compliant. Now this is the uh, bird's eye view looking in. It's obviously uh, uh, trying to fit into this countryside setting with a range of house types traditional and it should be said that the applicant is proposing code level 6 passive house type uh, dwellings and therefore being at the top end of the sustainable build category. This is a cross section showing all the dwellings in, in context and you can see there's a range between traditional country house types which are the smaller plot range um, and then going into Essex Barn type vernacular and uh, also um, yeah, this sort of uh, flint and stone type uh, dwelling. Just going through. Uh, this is a, um, a large uh, building which is the uh, car parking plus home office uh, building towards the front of the site and this is the view of the site within the interior and to the left here is the vehicle access coming in off Mill Causeway and it leads into a kind of a bowl which you can appreciate there with extensive banking all the way around the site uh, with extensive uh, landscaping which is now matured or semi-matured which effectively encloses the site from uh, most views. Now in the middle here is the, the footprint of the original poultry farm that used to be on this site 
um, and uh, it is argued by the, the applicant that works have commenced on a, a 2002 approved timber processing uh, site whereupon um, it is the view that that's been lawfully implemented by the groundworks and by the driveway coming in. Now, the Council takes the view that that scheme was lawfully implemented by reason of those works, but because the timber processing use has not commenced, where the applicant uh, of that scheme um, went away, um, it is not deemed to be a brownfield site by definition and still has a greenfield site by reason of its uh, previous poultry use. Uh, there is a potential argument to be had also that the timber processing use um, as an extant permission uh, uh, may have been abandoned, but uh, that's a legal argument. And that's just looking due south from the top corner, just gives you another view in. And that's essentially the scheme, Chairman. Um, just to say that the Council um, has had a withdrawn scheme for this uh, similar development but uh, this now proposes a different range of house types. Uh, the recommendation is that this scheme be refused on the grounds of sustainability in terms of its location um, a mile north of the village centre where there is not a footpath link along the country lane and also for reasons of countryside protection under policy S7 and because of the range of house types that don't have the bottom end of the scale and therefore under policy H10. So the recommendation, Chairman, is that this application be refused. Thank you. Uh, now we have some speakers on this and the first one is the Parish Council, Belinda Irons. Oh, oh, right. Okay, and you're going to speak. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. You need to turn your mic on. Are we are we live? Thank you. Crystal Parish Council believe that this application should be refused for the following reasons. Hillside Farm is a piece of agricultural land located in the countryside, a mile outside the development limits of Crystal. The proposal is not on brownfield land, does not constitute a rural exception site, is not infill and should not be developed for inappropriate residential use. The NPPF definition of brownfield land specifically excludes land occupied by agricultural or forestry buildings. The site has exclusively been used for agricultural purposes despite the timber storage, storage consent in 2002. Since this consent was granted, it has only been used as open storage for silage and straw. <coughs> National guidance allows for rural exception sites outside settlements where the owner provides land below market value to build affordable homes for local people. The smallest houses in the proposed development are three-bedroomed with additional home office space and are not being offered as affordable. Five new dwellings, in addition to the six existing homes adjacent to the site, do not constitute infill 
Infill relates to vacant spaces in towns or villages. This is neither. The proposed development is not economically, socially or environmentally sustainable and therefore the presumption in favour of sustainable development does not apply. Neither the type of housing proposed nor accessibility to local services offers any social benefit. Sustainable development should perform a social role and provide for identified housing needs. The style, size and housing layout represent neither affordable housing nor low-cost market homes for local people. Accessing the pub, school or community hall in the village on foot via Abrams Lane means negotiating a dangerous, unlit country road with no footpaths. The nearest shop is four miles away in Bali and only accessible by car as public transport provision is very poor. The proposal is not environmentally sustainable because it does not protect or enhance our rural setting. Five large additional houses would result in the urbanisation of the countryside around Crystal. The immediate environs are agricultural fields with a scattering of dwellings. The development does not respect the intrinsic character of our countryside. The parish council supports economic growth, merit its rural economic development, specifically excludes housing. It may be the case that the land cannot be sold for commercial or agricultural purposes. This may be a commercial fact, but irrelevant as any argument. Beyond construction of opposed wind, no employment opportunity will be generated. Hillside Farm is currently the only site in the local area to offer any potential for additional employment. To allow five dwellings on this extensive site would preclude the opportunity for any employment generating use in the future. This application should be refused in accordance with the officer's recommendation on the principle that it is not economically, environmentally or socially sustainable, does not reflect the intrinsic rural character of the countryside in which it is located and does not meet identified need for affordable housing. Thank you. Thank you very much. And now the agent would also like to speak, Mr Bampton. Mr Bampton. Madam Chair, before I start my three minutes, um, may I ask the committee if they will receive the email letter and attachments um, from Hillary Lock that I sent last Thursday. I sent this to all 14 members, but only received a deli delivery receipt from 11. Also, as a site visit has not been arranged, have all or any of you had the opportunity to visit the site, which we have set out to show the size and position of the proposed buildings and roadway? I got an email. How many other members had emails? We get quite a lot from people. Yes, I believe you think yours. My vice chair did not get one, but no, we did. Um, and no, we have not done a site visit. There was no, none called for by the officers or us. Thank you. Um, firstly, I would like to point out some inaccuracies in the officer's report. Um, the officer states that the extent approved commercial timber storage and treatment use is B1. Timber storage use quite clearly falls into category B8. And to give an indication of the scale granted and implemented, there is some 40,000 square foot of building space, which at normal stacking density would require some 300 articulated lorry loads just to fill it. There is no limit on vehicle numbers or size. The volume of the approved buildings is over three times the size of the proposed housing scheme. 
The report also states that we had proposed a legal arrangement in favour of the Parish Council. This was correct at the time, but we have informed the officer prior to writing his report that this had been changed, and this is now a covenant in favour of all five of the five neighbouring properties, limiting the total number of houses to five and restricting the height of the buildings to three metres in the areas immediately behind the houses. That's actually on the patch blue area, if Clive wouldn't mind going back one. Um, the officer states that the housing mix proposed does not comply with ULP policy H10. Uh, we believe it quite clearly does. The officer also states that the government has removed the requirement for affordable housing contributions on sites of 10 dwellings or less. This only applies if the total floor area is below 1,000 square metres, which as is not. Therefore, the financial contribution is required and will contribute to UDC providing affordable housing for the district. The officer states the reason for refusal that the application is fundamentally unsustainable. It is not, as it meets all recognised definitions of sustainability. It is now absolutely clear that the world scientific community view the risk of um, man-made global warming as severe, and if positive and significant action is not taken now, the outcome is likely to be somewhere between disastrous and terminal. I've been working with the Renewable Energy Department at Nottingham University for over two years and have now, with their help, designed a system that will produce the entire energy needs on site for heating the house, houses providing the hot water, along with powering an electric car or offsetting the energy use to cover sufficient mileage for all local journeys. Nottingham University are working on some really exciting and innovative projects, but are struggling to get the mainstream builders to take up the, take up the technology. We wish to demonstrate what can be done by constructing this development and then monitoring its energy use for a minimum of two years and making all the information available to encourage greater uptake. We believe the energy savings will more than offset the extra cost of construction and demonstrate that it is not only technically possible but also financially attractive. As a company, we have the technical ability, the manufacturing facilities and the determination to make this happen. We have a tra track record of involvement in schemes that provide community and wider benefits. We are instrumental in facilitating the new medical centre in Stansted. We are currently working on a new medical centre in Thaxted. We have also been pivotal in the provision of the proposed care village in Newport, which we expect to be constructed shortly, providing much needed facilities and employment. We have produced from start to finish the enabling development at Manuden, comprising of a new community centre, sports facilities and low-cost housing. This has attracted significant interest to the extent that it was officially opened by Princess Anne last week. We have proposed suitable planning conditions that will ensure the energy measures are delivered. We have put in place covenants that will restrict the number of houses to five. The scheme meets all recognised definitions of sustainability. But above all, in my mind, very much a, a feel of a, a farmstead. And I find it quite attractive uh, from that point of view. The energy use um, is of considerable interest. I think sites like this, and this one in particular, could be an exemplar. And without sites like this, no other builders are going to follow. They're going to have no examples to follow. And I think we've got an opportunity here to look at things slightly differently. 
But my main uh, concern is that I think this really does warrant a site visit, and I would propose that we um, uh, agree to defer this until we can have a site visit. On what grounds? Because of the impact on the locality, the fact that um, okay. we have a joint. Fine. Only need one. Only need one. Do I have a good second of that? Councillor McMahon has seconded, as as the rules. We cannot no, do any more um, discussion on this site until we have had the site visit. All those in favour of a site visit, please show. Those against. Two. One, two, three, and there are 40. Wait a minute. Did somebody abstain? Oh, did you not see my hand up? No. Okay. It was 11. Sorry, I wasn't. It was 11. I went, I went for a side visit. So, yeah. So it's 11, two, two, three. Right. We will have this as a site visit, but I do think we can do it for the next one and, and decide it in the afternoon. Thank you. Right. We will now go on to. Um, and maybe the uh, pegs can be left in the ground, as I gather there are pegs left in the ground. Mr. Bampton is still here. <laughs> Leave the pegs in the ground so we can see it very well. They're already done. They're already done. Okay, fine. Thank you. Next on the list is um, UTT 1504.04, full. It is in Great Canfield. It is not in... Takely, as it was in the planning uh, list that was sent out, and I apologise for that. I didn't see the result, the, the thing, until I got my list. So, Miss um, Marshall, you're going to take us through us, and can I welcome you to the planning committee because it's the first time you've presented to us here. So, welcome, Sarah Marshall. The application is um, for two additional pictures. Uh, this is the site plan. The site is a rectangular plot of land approximately 0.9 hectares, an area located off a private cul-de-sac south of the B1256. The site is currently occupied by one gypsy pitch, which is comprised of a mobile home and a touring caravan, and there is permission for an additional two pitches on site, which have yet to be implemented. The site boundaries are landscaped with mature vegetation which provides screening from the neighbouring properties. The proposal is for an additional two pitches which will bring the total number of pitches on site to five. Unfortunately the uh, block plan is slightly um, sideways. The, two, the proposed two additional pitches are these two here. Uh, the proposed pitches will be approximately 0.25 hectares each and will be located west of the, appro the approved but not yet implemented pitches, which are these two down here. The pitches will also comp comprise of a touring caravan and a mobile home each. Planning permission was granted in 2008 for the site to be used by the applicants with a personal condition. Um, in 2011, that condition was removed by way of an appeal. Um, the further two additional pitches were granted in 2012 as it was demonstrated that there was a need for these pitches and that the site was suitable. The, this application is whether or not the site can accommodate these two additional pitches um, and the impact that it will, those will have on the surrounding location 
and the residential amenities of the neighbouring properties. Officers consider that the development will not have a detrimental impact on the rural location and that the need for gypsy pitches has been demonstrated. The design and layout of the proposed additional pitches is considered not to cause any overlooking or harm to the neighbouring residential properties, especially to the dwelling to the west, which is located up here. Um, Access to the site is by private access, which falls outside of the Highways Department remit. Essex County Council's Highways Department have not objected to this application. Further comments from ECC Highways have been obtained, and if I can just read that out, it says, Camfield Drive is a private road, and as such, Essex County Council has no jurisdiction over it, and the Highway Authority would only therefore look at the junction of Camfield Drive with Great Camfield Road, i.e. where it meets the publicly maintainable highway. I have looked back at previous application in 2010 and the Highway Authority comments were much the same, stating that Camfield Drive is a private access. Officers consider that the proposal is in accordance with both national and local planning policies and is therefore recommending approval subject to the suggested conditions. Thank you very much. Now we have some speakers on this one as well. And the first speaker is an objector, Mr. James Killerman. Three minutes. Can I point out some other errors on here as well? Um, okay. no, unfortunately, you can't, but okay, I think well, I know where the errors are. The brownfield site. Yeah, the, 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 uh, uh, okay, you're correct. That is not a brownfield site. Uh, it's a greenfield or grazing site. And they omitted in your report, and none of you of the planning committee will have received uh, in your package the fact that this was refused for four houses in 2010, which is very relevant to the current application. So I think these errors need, these are fundamental errors in the information that you've been given as a committee. And I think you need to go back to your planning officer and say, please give us the correct information. This is a planning issue, not a gypsy issue. I want to emphasize that. I don't have any issues with the current occupier, um, but I do have issues with the planning process and your planning officer's irrational and inconsistent responses over this period of time. This is the fourth time this uh, issue has come to this committee. Um, in 2008, Mr. and Mrs. Boswell were given uh, unique permission to have one uh, mobile unit and one uh, caravan on site. And this was to avoid the proliferation of mobile homes or caravans which may adversely affect the character of the area. That was approved then. In 2010, four houses with garages were turned down um, for good planning reasons, the UDC planning officer objected in the following terms, and this is what you don't have in your pack. This site is an, in an unsustainable location. The scale and form of the development would be out of character and have a detrimental impact on the rural area and the general street scene. Your planning officer now states that five houses are good, but four houses were not. This is an estate being parachuted into an unspoiled rural green field. On the 22nd of February 2012, the um, personal uh, conditions were revoked and the inspector added um, limited, uh, the, uh, limited as it would be to one static unit and one mobile caravan she continued, the extent of the remaining paddock ensures the characteristic openness of the land is largely maintained so where has this recommendation gone? this recommendation that one 
uh, mobile unit and one touring camera would not affect adversely. This has now gone out the window. Um, you then ignored that in October 2012 when two additional pictures were applied for. These were granted but opposed by the residents and the parish council for all the same reasons that the inspectorate opposed them. They were opposed by the inspector. Um, I then came to this, this meeting. I spoke and I warned you of this creeping development and I also predicted that I would be coming back here again to talk to you once more and it's happened and it will happen yet again. These mobile homes and touring caravans have still not been placed and it's obvious that there is no need for them. The, the site remains with the one uh, unit to, to date. The access is extremely limited. Highways only mention the junction with Canfield Road. Uh, this is a private single track leading to Tandons and in 2010 your planning officer stated the development site does not have satisfactory means of access and the junction is substandard construction with poor visibility. The lane has been unchanged since 1924, still a single track, these conditions still prevail and I've been the victim of one accident reversing into the main road myself. Nine households uh, have 20 cars and this is without the two or now four new places that would be proposed to be here. Um, and I think it is extraordinary that you can completely rewrite your own rules and overrule your own recommendations that have gone on before this latest application. It is bad planning. Thank you. Thank you. The next person wishes to speak is a representative from the Parish Council, uh, Robert Mackley. Good afternoon. <coughs> Great Canfield Parish Council, Council is strongly opposed to this application given the history of the site. A previous application for this site for four new homes was refused in May 2010. Reasons were given. A rural site being overdeveloped, unsustainability and contrary to local policy, lack of satisfactory access on the very narrow substandard road. The size and scale of the development would be out of character and have a detrimental impact on the rural area. In 2012, Planning Commission was then granted three pitches while retaining the open paddock area. Granting a further two pitches and bringing the total to five would seem to go against all the reasons given in 2000, <coughs> 2010. Excuse me. It has been pointed out by the inspector in previous local cases that a single mobile home is a similar impact to a bungalow. Would five bungalows be appropriate development on this site? If at each application the council were allowed to forget about the entire history of the site, the result would be to house a house in every field and the destruction of the character of all villages in this area. Clearly this is not the case. The percentage increase allowed for existing properties is restricted. The inevitable increase in traffic entering and exiting the sites between six and ten vehicles out several times a day would propose a significant hazard. It has already been decided in 2010 that the site was not suitable for five dwellings, four dwellings, excuse me, so how is it now suitable for five? A private gypsy site with five pitches clearly constitutes a commercial venture. This is totally at odds with the current use and character of the area and would surely require additional permissions and further exteriorating circumstances. I must stress that Great Canfield Parish Council's opposition 
So this proposal is not in any way based on Mr Boswell's ethnic origin and lifestyle. Would I be allowed to build five additional houses in my garden? Would I be allowed to increase the size of my house fivefold? I'm sure the answer is no. We are merely seeking a level playing field for every parishioner where at all the goalposts are at the same distance apart. We can see no reason why this appeal should be allowed. We urge the councillors to refuse this application. On a further note, I think it's... We're pretty sure that Mr Bosworth was encouraged to imply for these two extra pitches. The two other pitches have not been housed and I think it could well be and a situation where we can tick off boxes getting the pitches which is needed by Oxford. And I don't think this area, this certainly, it's not needed. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and we have one last speaker on this, the agent, Mr Perrin. Uh, thank you and good afternoon. Uh, the application is recommended for permission, so I will address the main concerns expressed by objectors. I'm fully aware of the past local opposition to this site, but it is a fact that permanent planning permission exists for its use as a gypsy caravan site. The principle of its use and location are not therefore at issue. Neither is its use for three pitches since this number has permission. Neither is the question of proving individual gypsy status as the site is not limited by personal condition. Neither is the government's recent consultation document since its suggestions may never come about and unless they do, current policies prevail and must be applied. It carries no weight. In fairness, that might equally be said of your own Gypsy and Issues Options consultation. However, that exercise does follow government guidance. It does respond to an identified need and an admitted shortage of sites. It does include Tandans as one of its options for more provision. And this site does meet the criteria set out in the PPTS. Your independent consultants advise that this site could be extended by two additional pitches and should be safeguarded. It is expressly not in the Green Belt, whereas other potential sites are. I believe these assessments should carry significant weight, albeit that the plan has not been finalised. In truth, the only issue that ought now to be under consideration is the potential impact likely to arise from the two additional plots proposed. Many objectors have referred to traffic, but highways raise no objection. Others claim overdevelopment, but there is ample space, about 125 square metres per pitch, plus a retained open paddock at the site entrance. Others say out of character, but this site is now part of the prevailing character, and the two pitches will be of the same size, style and appearance as the three already approved, as is clear from the plan in front of you. Others claim precedent, but each site has to be treated on its own merits. Others have referred to reasons for refusing an earlier application for four dwellings. Mr Kellerman referred to this. But the applicant had to make that application as a condition of the purchase from Essex County Council and never appealed the decision. In my opinion, your officer's report has taken account of objectors' views in making the recommendation of permission. It has recognised the main issues. There is a need for more sites. This site is a sustainable one. It can accommodate more pitches without causing environmental harm. The access is suitable. Existing residential amenities of neighbours will not be unreasonably affected. And I ask that you agree the recommendation. Thank you very much. Thank you. I have a question for the officers, first of all. Um, as I recall, the, the considerations at council and at the local plan meeting 
two, uh, not the last one, but the one before, it was noted, it was not taken on board as a site, and actually that, that work cannot be, it's not part of the material considerations at the moment. At the site. There was a call for sites, but it is that site is noted. I did have the assurances at both those committees, both the council and that it was just noted. It was not actually agreed that this would be a site going forward because there has been no decision made by this council on that. Um, it's correct that no decision has been made. Um, Tandons is one of the sites recommended to be taken forward to the next stage of the process um, following the, that consultation, the report of representations. Um, so that report was noted, but it is correct that no decisions on the specific sites have been taken at this stage. Right, Councillor Mackman. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, this is a site that I think would benefit from a site visit on the basis that I'd like to see the access for myself and I'm also concerned about the impact on neighbours. That's fine. I will actually second that from the Chair because I also was going to ask for a site visit because what I am concerned about is the impact on the house which is closest to it because of course all the other development was on the other side to begin with and therefore I would happily second that. As you know we can't have any more discussions so we will go straight to the vote, a site visit. All those in favour please to... You cannot, you cannot have any more discussion until we have taken vote. Can we have a point of information? Can we have a point of information? No, there's no need. No, no need. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All those in favour, please show on the site visit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, ten, eleven, twelve. Right. Those against? Two abstentions then. Mm. Okay, fine. We will have a cert site visit. Sorry, Councillor Eastham, we cannot discuss the whole thing once we have gone for a site visit. No, well. <laughs> it's not me that makes the rules. Um, the next one is UTT 143763, Saffron Walden. And Mrs. Smith, you're going to take us through this. Thank you, Chairman. The application site is located on the junction with Ashton Road, um, Elizabeth Way and Elizabeth Close in Saffron Walden. The site consists of home base with the car park to the front here, further business units to the back here, residential along further to the west, further to the north, along the east and along the south of the application site. The site itself is located out of centre. Um, the application is for the application is for the variation of the condition 5 which was imposed on the original planning application for the home base store back in 1988. The application is seeking to vary the condition to now allow for a click and collect Argos store covering an area of up to 185 square metres within home base to now allow the selling of a broad range of non-food catalogue products. The applicant's case, relevant planning history and representations are all outlined within the officer's report on pages 38 to 40. 
together with the original wording of the condition which is outlined in paragraph 10.1.1. Whilst the site is located out of centre, the scheme is considered to be sustainable. It would secure approximately 15 jobs, provide a social role through the products that would be sold via the store and also secure a degree of footfall which currently leaks to other centres outside of the district. The site also is considered to be well connected to the town centre and as a result this is considered to accord with the MPPF. The size of the floor space required for this scheme falls below the thresholds to require a retail impact assessment and a sequential test. Nonetheless, a market review has been submitted as part of the application identifying that there are no town centre sites available and would not be financially viable. The size of the scheme and the benefits that it would provide, it would outweigh any impact considered. Therefore, the principle is acceptable. There are no highway implications or amenity impact that would result from the proposed development. As a result, the application is therefore recommended for approval with the condition varied as outlined in Condition 2 on pages 45 to 46 of the report. Thank you, Chairman. We have no speakers, so I'll go straight into the committee meeting. Uh, Councillor Macklin. Thank you. <clears throat> I was thinking about where the nearest Argos's are. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's uh, an Argos in Braintree, there's an Argos, two Argos's in Chelmsford, there's one in Bishop Stortford. I don't believe there's any in Alsford at the moment. So uh, I, th I think this is a step in the right direction. And I'm perfectly comfortable to propose that we accept the officer's recommendation. Do I have a seconder for that? Oh, lots of hands, okay. Councillor Easton, you wish to say something? Thank you. Yes, Chairman, I'm, I'm happy to second this. But I would also like to know where access is for the Argos concession. It will be through the main doors of the oh, home base, right. so you have to come through the, double, uh, the main doors to the home base okay. to access it internally. Right. That's currently where there's a store, isn't it? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Nobody else wishes to speak on this one. All those in favour of the recommendation, which is for approval, please show. You think unanimous. We live in an age of click and collect. Even I can manage it. <laughs> the next one is. No? Okay. Uh, UTT 143770 Little Camfield. Um, Mr. Trevelyan, you're going to take us through this. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Next item on today's agenda is the properly known as Stanford Motel and Tomb Hamilton Road, which is located on the northern side of Stortford Road within Little Canfield. It should be noted that planning permission was granted by the Planning Committee in September of last year for the demolition of the former motel, along with associated outbuildings, and for the erection of 13 dwelling houses and associated access. This permission was granted subject to conditions and a section 106 obligation. The site is currently vacant of any building form as the demolition part of the previous permission has been completed. 
Planning permission is now sought for the removal of condition 8 that was imposed on the granted planning permission. Condition 8 states that the metal railings that are front of plots 1, 2 and 3 fronting Hamilton Road, plots 10 and 11 fronting Thornton Road and plots 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 fronting onto Stortford Road shall not have access gates which give direct access on the aforementioned roads. This is to prevent vehicles being parked on the carriageways near to the houses and potentially creating a safety hazard. In relation to the assessment of the proposal, officers consider that the imposed condition does not meet two of the six tests outlined with the National Planning Policy Framework. In particular, given that the Highways Authority have not raised any concerns in relation to highway safety under the previous grant to planning permission, and the proposal to remove the condition, it is considered that there is not a defined need or clear-cut evidence to retain the condition and therefore the condition is considered not to be necessary. In addition, the condition is found to be unreasonable as it would be unduly restrictive in that it would restrict the reasonable needs of future occupiers of those dwellings in terms of providing pedestrian access to the front of the dwellings. Furthermore, it is considered that the imposed condition could be found to be contrary to local policies Gen 1 and Gen 2 in that the new development would not provide an environment which meets the reasonable needs of the future occupiers and would fail to be in accordance with lifetime home standards. Officers consider that the imposing of Condition 8 on the grant of permission is both not necessary and unreasonable failing to meet the guidance of the tests for imposing conditions set out within the framework. It is therefore recommended that planning permission be granted with the same conditions as previously approved, apart from the condition 8 which shall be removed. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Thank you. Um, are you saying that the nice railings, which we all thought was very important, as part of this development will now disappear completely um, or are you uh, saying that they want the condition taken off so that they can actually keep the railings but put gates in them because I'm slightly I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that we might lose control and lose the railing within the condition itself it specifically states that they shall not have access gates within the railings okay. that's what the condition is trying to avoid so if we want to make sure that railings are there, we have to add another condition if we take away this, this one. Can we do that? That's correct, yeah, we can. It's a new, it's a new permission, therefore right. we can obviously add all add further conditions. Okay, right. Councillor Kant. I'm happy to propose that, that we um, have a condition which says we have railings, but those railings have access gates to the properties. I think you mean pedestrian. There's no way you can get cars in that way. We don't want cars going no, up the No, sorry. Yes. yes, pedestrian gates. Okay, fine. <laughs> Do I have a seconder from that? Councillor Mountain. Councillor Easton. Sorry, Chairman. I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm thinking about something different here, but are we saying then that the railings will be, re will be retained, but the gates will not? There were never any gates in them. And that's the purpose. Not having gates means you can't go on a park your car there and just go quickly into the entrance, isn't it? Yeah. So what, what, one of what's the, the point in getting rid of the railings if... I don't understand. Are we getting rid of the railings or, or what? No. 
We're not. not. No. So what's the... No, I understand that. So what's the point in having gates in the railings? Because the, well, what the officers said, that the, that the condition doesn't meet the tests of the MPPF, because if um, the children of the houses, let's do this as an example, want to get to the local village school, at the moment they have to go all the way around and walk around there and come around there. If they have gates in the railings, it means they can go out the front door, through the gate, and get to the school. That is, I think, the, the test that apparently we don't pass. That is what I have been It also means that you can park your car right outside the house in Thornton Road. Yes, I thought you the can. object of the exercise was to prevent this. Yep. The, the, the other well, alright, I'll let the officer explain the next one because I've had it explained to me twice. So. Um, Sorry, there's, there's two aspects in relation to this. One is that Hamilton Road and Thornton Road are both private roads. Um, so if there is any enforcement, it would be down to the individual owners rather than um, a public road, which we would normally seek to enforce. But the other thing is actually, if you look at where the parking is, one of the reasons that we refused previous schemes, I think, was that the parking wasn't all provided on plot. Well, these are now provided on plots. There's limited distance to walk from the parking spaces to into the properties. So, therefore, it's probably unlikely that people would be parking on the road to drop their shopping off and then driving round to the back of the house because, actually, it would take longer than parking in their car parking spaces and walking in some aspects, you know, just a couple of metres um, to their, their back gate to gain access to the house. So looking at in the round, we don't consider that that potential situation that you've described is likely to happen, but allowing people to walk easily out of their houses down Hamilton Road and percolate through the estate is probably a better um, balance than, than making them walk all the way around the, uh, the, the new access road. Councillor Ranger. Yes, Chairman, I think also uh, something we ought to take into consideration is the local rumour that the postman, on the one day of the year he wears trousers, fears catching his trouser leg on the railings as he vaults over to deliver the post. <laughs> right, Councillor Davies. Yes, Madam Chairman, I, I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, I, I, I don't have an issue really um, with pedestrians going out into Hamilton Road or Thornton Road but I'm minded that there aren't that many houses along the Stortford Road which do have direct access onto the road and, uh, if, you know, I, there is a 40 mile an hour speed limit that comes in just about at that point um, is there any plan to extend the, the speed limit to make it safer for pedestrians particularly children it's actually a good, the good, good pedestrian um, footpath there. Uh, the, 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 yes, you can. Quite a lot of. Yes, there you are. You can see it. It's actually one of the wider ones. I'm still, I'm still concerned about children getting into the road. I mean, the only comment I'd make is that wasn't the reason that we put the condition on, and. Yeah. pedestrian safety in that instance I, well, I don't think we could substantiate that with a pedestrian walkway yeah. on the road You know, it's, it's designed to be an acceptable situation um, you can never legislate and put conditions on to ensure parents control children you know, that's something outside the planning regime really Councillor Lachlan thank you, well I just want to ask a question if there are going to be houses there 
it will now become a built-up area and the, uh, it's 30 miles an hour in a built-up area anyway. So perhaps uh, the county could be reminded that they perhaps need to change the speed limit along that section of the road. I'm sure the local parish will be asking for that at some point because the speed limit are, um, is, yes, the, the 30 comes a little bit further, comes a little bit, no, it's before the roundabout, it's just a little bit further up. In fact, I think it's this, it might be this side, but I, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's 30 there. I think it's 30 there. Yeah, we had them changed not that long ago. So. Is it a point in the road where the speed limit changes, where people are either accelerating before they've got to the 40 mile an hour limit, or they haven't slowed down fully to 30 coming the other way? Last one. If memory serves me, I mean, it's not far from that point on the left hand side looking at that photograph, either in this direction or slightly in that direction. There was a speed camera there for some time. Yeah, no, the, the speed camera was a bit further up. But we also had given permission for a vast amount of housing on the other side. So I'm sure that if it's not 30 now, it will be 30, uh, because it, it becomes a very much a built-up area. Right, it has been proposed and seconded with a new condition on um, that uh, the railings are kept with pedestrian gates in them. On the, I can't remember all the numbers, it was one, two, three... On the, on the boundary. <laughs> on the boundary. Uh, do we need to name them, actually, the numbers of the houses? Well, you can. Can you make sure that you add that? Okay. All those in favour, please show. Are you unanimous? Okay. No, 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 no thank you, pardon. One against, I One. think. Abstain. 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 Okay, fine. Thank you. Right. That actually finishes our planning agenda for today but we're going to go on to agenda item 5 which is also to do with um, with housing and it was it's to do with the permission we dealt with last planning meeting so Mr Brown is going to take us through this Thank you Chairman I'll take this in bit by bit First of all, uh, members will recall that this application was resolved to refuse planning permission at the last committee for land north of Stansted Road, Alsenham, uh, for this particular reference. The first issue is to clarify the refusal and the reasons for refusal. Now, my recollection from the meeting and, uh, is that it was refused for reasons just Gen 1, Gen 2. Now, obviously, we need to frame a refusal reason around that. So... Um, from, from various discussions within the, within the team, um, my picking up was the issues regarding the proximity of the access to Hillcroft, Dr Mott's property, um, was what I considered to be the main consideration within it. So what I put down as recommendation one is the suggested refusal reason. So the first issue is for members to consider whether or not that is indeed the refusal reason that members considered uh, as the reasons for refusal. Now, on this, we have some speakers, and the first person that would like to speak is Dr. Graham Mott. So, if you'd like to come forward. <coughs> Madam Chairman, the officer's report suggests in Section 7 that refusal of the application by this committee on the 11th of March was based mainly and possibly solely upon access, that is, 
the proximity of the proposed access road to my property at Hillcroft Stansted Road, Elston. Sections 9 and 12 of the report state more definitely that access was the sole reason for refusal. As I was the only objector to mention the subject of access, I might perhaps regard it as flattering if I could agree, but candour compels me to insist that the report is mistaken. It is perfectly true that some councillors spoke concerning access, and I was much gratified that they took my concerns seriously and responded positively to them. But some councillors who spoke did not mention access at all. The provision now of a tracking plan for refuse vehicles is a sign that other subjects were mentioned. I have listened to the transcript of last month's meeting. Peter Johnson, speaking for Elston Parish Council, raised the issues of three-storey blocks of flats, small gardens, or in some cases balconies instead of gardens, and inadequate visitor parking. Some councillors were clearly much concerned with these and other design issues, such as the provision of parking courts and a bare minimum of amenity space, and the general unsuitability of the design for village location. I'm no expert, but I suggest that these concerns as to design could be located within GEN 2, subsections A, B and F. Uh, Madam Chairman, I suggest that the application cannot now be considered for approval, as the officer is, I think, suggesting. First, access was not the sole reason for refusal, and the other issues raised have not been addressed. Secondly, the proposed shifting of the access by 2.2 metres, while welcome, is unlikely to be sufficient to change the minds of those councillors who regarded access as important. Thirdly, the consultation period for the revised application does not expire until midnight tonight. Most previous respondents have not been advised of that consultation and fresh representations might be made. Having said that, I am grateful for the good offices of Mr Brown in advocating that if the committee should be minded to reconsider the application, then I and others should be able to address the committee again on the subject of the application itself, which I have not addressed in these remarks. I hope that in such an eventuality it will be possible to speak again, but I also trust that it will not be necessary and that uh, that's the last you'll hear from me. Madam Chairman, I thank you and the committee for your attention. Thank you. And the next speaker is uh, Peter Johnson of the Parish Council. Sorry. Thank you, Madam Chairman. During the consultation period and at the two previous planning committee meetings, the Parish Council has highlighted its concerns and objections to a number of the design proposals and features to be included within this development. The Council's officer's recommendation for refusing the application highlights the shortfalls in the design of the access road and clearly summarises the problems that arise from the current design. The rejection focuses upon the environmental impact, namely disturbance, noise, dust and fumes that the road will have upon the existing residents bordering the access, sorry, the access junction. The developer, in its latest changes 
to the road layout seeks to move the road junction a further 2.2 metres to the east, away from the existing residents, and thus minimise the environmental impact upon them. The Parish Council notes, however, that in doing this, the access road is now moved even closer to the property number one of the new development located on the other side of the road, thus increasing the self-same environmental impact, impact effects uh, on this other property. These latest proposed road changes can only suggest that there is a fundamental flaw in the design concept of the access road and that a new approach to the road and its junction layout needs to be adopted. The Parish Council therefore asks that the application be refused on the grounds that the access road junction with Stansted Road will clearly cause detrimental harm and therefore is contrary to policy Gen 2. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. And then the last speaker is uh, Peter Biggs, who's the applicant. <coughs> Thank you, Chair. Um, thank you again for allowing me to address uh, members of the Planning Committee. I hope I don't confuse uh, yourselves because my three minutes has been mostly uh, related to the changes that we have made to the plan, so do, do bear with me, but uh, I will go through this um, as I've written it. We note the reason for refusal that officers have presented to members and feel that such an objection to the scheme, as you would imagine, is not substantiated. It is often the case that an access to a development of this scale comes close to neighbouring properties and is not generally considered to be an unacceptable arrangement. I would also highlight that we propose the original access to the site in accordance with the location of the access as shown in the outline application prepared by Crown Estates. There is no difference. Having said that, due to the concerns raised by members at the last committee, we have taken the opportunity to review the access position and in discussion with the Highway Authority have managed to move the access 2.2 metres to the east, which your officers will hopefully come on to. The Highway Authority have not been willing to allow the access to be provided further to the east, which would reduce the required visibility splay to an unacceptable level. We also took the opportunity before the committee meeting to meet Dr Mott and his wife to discuss the revised position of the access and show the neighbour the location of the access and precise positioning of the visibility displays. At the meeting, Dr Mott confirmed that the revised location of the access was an improvement. It was mentioned by one of the committee members at the last month's planning committee that David Wilson Homes is a listening company. During the pre-application and application processes since August 2013, we have met with the Parish Council and Dr Mott on a number of occasions to explain our plans and made amendments to take on board comments raised. We have amended plans to address officer comments about design, garden sizes, amenity provision for apartments and parking arrangements. Amended plans have been prepared and submitted to address concerns raised about the height of the two-and-a-half-storey apartments. We have provided clarification on parking provision and numbers of bungalows and submitted confirmation as how a refuse vehicle will manoeuvre around the site. 
the scheme has been designed to meet design highway stand, sorry, meet the Essex design highway standards, which is demonstrated by a submitted plan. The proposed scheme complies fully with the outline planning permission granted for the site by the District Council and fully complies with the Council's local plan policies. Finally, we have amended the position of the access site uh, access to the site so that it is located further away from the neighbour by 2.2 metres. I therefore hope this demonstrates that we are a listening company and have worked hard towards achieving a scheme that addresses concerns raised by all parties. This is the third time the application has been reported to committee and three times your officers have, in relation to the revised plans, recommended the application should be approved. The scheme will also deliver much-needed affordable housing and also bring employment and investment opportunities into the local area, which members should consider in determining this application. Having taken all this into account, members are requested to approve the application and allow the development to go ahead. Thank you, Chair. I think some of your comments are actually if we go on to the second stage, but you, I didn't stop you because you, you said you had, a, you had a door thing. Right, I've got a few people that wish to speak. You, focus on the first you, 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 you must only focus on the reasons for refusal first, because if we move to the next section, I ha we have to ask to suspend standing orders. And therefore, so can we all concentrate on the reasons given for refusal at the last committee meeting. Uh, Who is the proposer and seconder? I think it was Councillor Macmillan was one. You proposed. Can yes. I have so, sorry. a point of clarification first? Yeah. Um, I was not at the last meeting and so I have not heard the case. I don't know how far away from any particular point the access is and so I on a similar occasion, I think Mr. Perry suggested that since we weren't actually at the previous meeting where the case was discussed, that anyone who wasn't at that meeting should not be allowed to vote. Could you just clarify that? I think you're right, Councillor Count, that you shouldn't vote. But if you wish to make some representations on what you've heard, there's no reason why you shouldn't do that. Does that clarify it for you? You can join in the discussion, but you can't vote on it. Shouldn't. You shouldn't vote on it. Actually, I don't think there is such thing as can't, but you, yeah. you shouldn't vote on it. It is advisable not to. Okay, first one on the list is Councillor Lachlan. Well, uh, I wasn't at the last meeting either, um, and uh, so I obviously don't know everything that was said, but going on uh, some of the speakers here today, I would like to make a comment on that. Can I do that? But it, can you just stick to well, the reasons well, for refusal? If she okay. wasn't here, how can she tell ah, what the meeting was discussed? You can't, you're a bit of a, you're on a cleft stick on this part. It's if we go to the second part you can talk, because on the first part, right. the, we, we've got to clarify the reasons that were put down for refusal. Right, now, there was much discussion within the committee about the parking courts, the, 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 the tower blocks, but of course when it comes to it, it's what the, um, the proposer and seconder put down as the reasons for refusal that we voted on. And I'm hoping Councillor Mackman's got some good notes from his last meeting, because that's all the, all the seconder. Who, who was the seconder? 
Uh, because that's, so, that's what will clarify it for us. Right, sorry, because I'm a, a bit confused here now. No, because I know, I know what the refusal reasons are, because obviously we've been yep. given those. I, I know I'm not allowed to vote anyway, because I wasn't here. But uh, other people that have spoken, some of the speakers have said there were other reasons uh, that were brought in, but that hasn't obviously come out. No, that it's doesn't not come until if we go on to the second part of so this report and we suspend standing orders and we discuss it, that's when you... So I will be able to uh, yeah, have my you, two yeah. pennies worth? Yes, well, if we go okay, on to the Okay, that's fine. Okay. okay, thank you. Yes, um, I think Councillor Mackman's next. He's madly looking for his notes, I know. <laughs> My recollection is that uh, we definitely gave uh, reasons for refusal on the basis of uh, policies Gen 1, Gen 2. Gen 8 was also considered. And uh, I would have thought that the message being sent to the developer should have been go away and think about this and come back with a revised offer. Because at the moment, I mean, garden sizes and that cause me a great deal of problems. The, the access itself causes a great deal of problems. The fact is that this revised offer that's been put in front of us, they're looking at access, which is Gen 1, and yet we're being told here that the reason for refusal was solely Gen 2. As I say, it wasn't. It was Gen 1 and Gen 2, and I think we should uphold the decision that we took last month. Right, while the officers look up their notes, um, Councillor Minnell. Chairman, I'm having slight difficulty here because we don't have the yellow pages, but we have had emails about this. And one very lengthy email was from a certain Margaret Shaw, who's a member of my playbus committee. So I'm feeling slightly lobbied. Uh, well, you're lucky Margaret Shaw hasn't written to me. I don't know if she's written to any of the other people. Uh, but I Nigel, think, maybe. Can I just. Can... I think the. the it think... went to all councillors. Yeah. I think. Councillor Mackman, first of all, from the recollection from the meeting, the recommendation from, for yourself was G1, G2, and you did mention G8. I think we managed to discuss the issue around G8 because there was an issue about whether they complied with the, the car parking standards. They do comply with the car parking standards on the site, so G8 fell away, and the resolution was to refuse it on grounds G1 and G2. Because... The, the problem that I've got here is that uh, sitting in front of us, there's, there's no page number on it, but it's saying the proposal makes provision for a total of 264 off-road street parking spaces. These will be accommodated within a range of options including carports, garages, on and off street parking. There's also the allowance for 34 additional visitor parking spaces. So that's 264 plus 34, which in my simple maths makes 298. Yet when you add up the number of houses with the number of car parking places that we should expect to see with them. I make that yeah. the market housing should have 227 and the affordable housing should have a further 110, which makes a total of 337. So the car parking is wildly out now by 40-odd. Can we get clarification on that? that that's, that's, that's incorrect. I mean, I think when members will recall that there was a schedule of car parking spaces that was, that was circulated. There was an error on that. And I think that in terms of, but on each particular site, on each individual plot, four bedroom, four bedroom, four parking spaces provided. That's the first plot. There are over provision on some of those plots going through the sub. Some of them are actually, you know, there's a five bedroom unit with six parking spaces. So members were looking. 
yeah. So that, that was part of the issue. There was a lack of, and there was confusion over the, and that was, the agent provided a schedule that wasn't actually correct, but it is correct, and I remember we were looking through individual plots. That's why Gen 8, in my recollection, fell away as a refusal reason, and Gen 1 and Gen 2. Now, obviously, we can't just refuse it because it's Gen 1, Gen 2. We have to frame a refusal reason around that, why it doesn't comply with Gen 1 and Gen 2. You know that Gen 1 is, is pure access issues, and any, any recollection regarding Gen 1, where you've got a, a highway authority not recommending refusal, that tends to be much more the technical issues in terms of the access, whilst Gen 2 is design issues. And that's why, you know, my recollection, and that may be wrong, that's why we're here today, was around the Gen 1 falling away and Gen 2 bit. That's the only suggestion. That was where the suggestion was and where the refusal reason comes from. Um, I've got some other speakers, so I'll come back to you in a minute on, on that one, if that's all right. Councillor Easton. Madam Chairman, I recall speaking um, with great sympathy for um, Dr Mott, saying that why shouldn't we consider this man's uh, situation? Why shouldn't the, the entrance not be moved? I'd like to be able to see what we saw last time. All you need to consider at this stage is whether that was the I issue. I want to explain why my reasons for access, and it only can be shown on a map. So why can't I see that drawing? Is, it, is your reason for refusal correct, or the reason for refusal correctly summarised under no. recommendation one? My reason, well, my reason well, in that alone, case, I suppose the proposal is how you would change reasons, it. One of my reasons was access. Yes. I concurred with the other councillors who gave other reasons. Now, the, on your report here on page 58, number 6, the precise reason and wording of the refusal was left unclear. Why was it left unclear? Maggie was here. Maggie took a note of it. Why, you know, why is it unclear? Was there no record of the meeting? Of course there is. So why should it be unclear? There were lots of people that spoke for other reasons, other reasons besides access. I spoke vociferously for access, but there were others as well. Now, that must be recorded somewhere. Yes, and if you know about that. And they were the other reasons. And it's not just access uh, conclusions, 12-1. It's not, not the case. There's other ones as well. The thing is that what you have to do is you have to find out what council... At the end of the day, it is what Councillor Mackman proposed and the seconder seconded and you all voted on which is what we are trying to clarify. I remember the discussion on the parking and number eight was kicked off the block but it's number one and number two which is we have to clarify and Councillor Mackman do you want to come back now because you wanted to you wanted to Sorry Chairman I've not finished yet Well as long as you're talking about the reasons for refusal you can't go on. I can't talk about anything else No you can't. Are you aware of that? No, the reasons for refusal that we gave, I spoke vociferously about access on behalf of Dr. Mott, and other people spoke about other matters for refusal. I'm saying that these, because we've got a record of the minutes, that the minutes were taken, the scribe was hard at work, it's got to be recorded somewhere what the other reasons were. We can't just suddenly say, well, um, can we have clarification on, on what these reasons are? Because we gave them there and then. Otherwise, now tell me, when you say, um, what are your objections? And we say, Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 8, whatever. You say, okay, explain those. We explain them. You say, right, 
can I have a seconder? You get a seconder, and then it's either for or against, and it goes through or doesn't. That's exactly what happened. You're not going to allow something to be passed or refused unless you have firm decisions on what those reasons are. It's logical. You wouldn't allow it. So why are we suddenly querying it now when we must have had it in the first place? Right, let me go to everybody else. And uh, first of all, Councillor Mackman, do you want to come back or do you want to wait till everybody else has spoken? Because there's quite a few that... Okay, fine. So the next one is Councillor Perry. Thank you, Chairman. I think I was here. I'm sure I was. But it was definitely Gen 1 and Gen 2, and we definitely had a long discussion over Gen 8, which was, in the end, discounted. However, Gen 1, Gen 2 is access and design that we all know about, and the transcript and everything, the discussion took place, is recorded and it's on there. So I'm unclear as why we're saying that Gen 1 Gen 2 is insufficient. Gen 1 and Gen 2, under the local plan of 2005, the access in Gen 1 gives A to E on page 14, gives five, six reasons why we can refuse it. And on 15, it gives another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten on design alone. I'm sure they came out in the discussion. Okay, uh, Councillor Menelis. Another technical point, Chairman. I can't understand why we're being asked what we said when we're recording everything. Why isn't it being replayed so that everybody knows what was said? It was said. It was recorded. I've made this observation. Councillor Wells. Same point, exactly. <laughs> Councillor Mackman. Back to you. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, I'm just uh, struggling here because there seems to be a contradiction in the actual report that's in front of us because in paragraph 1 it says that uh, refusal was because it was contrary to local policy Gen 2. And then two pages later it says that it was considered that the sole reason for refusal... Where is it? Well, in conclusions 12, 13 and 14 it said the sole reason for refusal was the proposed access which is Gen 1 so the point is that we did actually discuss at some length Gen 1, Gen 2 the fact that the developer has proposed to change the access slightly would indicate that we were correct to raise Gen 1 as an issue and then on Gen 2 there were various aspects of design that were brought up last month and we were very unhappy about several of them. I mean, the garden sizes, yes, they meet the bare minimum standards. Nearly over 60 of the houses meet the bare minimum standards. The actual parking courts, I mean, the design of the parking arrangements, I thought was inadequate. And the list goes on. And so I think that we gave sufficient grounds last month to support our proposal. It was voted on, we turned it down as a majority, and I think we should stand by that. Councillor Eden. Yes, what I'd like to propose, uh, uh, Madam Chairman, is that we actually um, postpone this uh, decision until we actually hear um, or the, the recording of what was actually said 
or see a transcript of what was actually said, because the point has been made by a number of councillors. Uh, the purpose of the, that procedure to record, uh, to me, is here is a simple example. Let us listen to what was said, what we said, uh, for that 20 or 30 minutes, or have a written transcript, or better still both, and then come back to this conversation. That's the point of the technology, to get the accuracy right. Are you proposing deferral? Because for, to get the yes, I'd, it would, I, would, I think that would require a deferral to, to set the thing up properly. Do I have a seconder for deferral to, to... Oh, yes, all over the place. Right, you can't discuss anything else. I go straight to the vote. All those in favour of deferring until this committee has sat down and, and, uh, uh, with the officers and listened... Does it, does it need to be this committee, or can you delegate it? Well, I think this committee needs to hear it personally, or you can give us all a transcript. Yes, you think you might, it might be better if we all listen to it. I don't think any of us are uh, that brilliant on... Uh, may, may I yes. add that it is quite possible to get transcripts. We regularly do it for okay. interviews under caution. So oh. it's quite possible to have a transcript. That's even better. Can we have it deferred? Because every member of this committee needs a copy of a transcript of this decision-making, and then we, there's no argument. If you've got a copy of what, what went on, and then we can make a decision next time. Janice, do you want to ask a technical question? I do. Why wasn't it done properly in the first place from our, from our report? Why do we have to now go and listen to a transcript? Uh, I mean, I don't know if we will be allowed to vote again. I mean, I don't know about anybody else on this committee, but I don't actually have time to sit down and run through the meeting that I may or may not have been at. I rely on the notes and the minutes that are given to me, as I'm sure everybody else does. Uh, and I think to have, I mean, to defer it again, um, it, it's just a t what time wasting exercise. But you mustn't speak. It was only the technical question you had to. We have, we have a proposal to defer. So we have the transit. I'm sorry, I'm not taking anybody else. We. We are going to defer for a transcript to be sent to every member and then the next committee meeting on the 29th of April we will make a decision on this application. All those in favour, sorry Janice, no more speaking. All those... Well, let's deal with that next time. We'll deal with that next time. Well, we'll find out. We will get proper chapter and verse legal opinion on whether you can vote next time. You and Christina. All those in favour for deferral for the transcript, please show. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Those Did again. Voting? Oh. One, One, two, two three. three. It has been deferred, so we can all read this transcript. Um, let's have it within the next few days, and well, then we'll have a. We'll yes. Uh, uh, how long do they take to come? Uh, it takes quite a long time. We have a member of staff who types it out. I mean, I can go and speak to her now, if you want, and get some idea of how long it would It's take. only one application, isn't it? It's not yes. the whole meeting. It is one application. I, I, I think it took about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. So let's hope that we can do that. Yes, yes if you could. Yeah, that would be fine. No, you won't. Right. So we do need the clarification. We'll get Mr. Perry to rule on that. Okay. We will now go on to item six, which I hope is not so... I'm sorry. You're, we're going to see you again, Dr. Mott, which is very nice. We're getting used to seeing you every time. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but we will do, do... I think it's the most sensible way. Right. Item six is a notification to remove 
uh, sycamore trees. So Good microphone. In the absence of our legal officer, uh, I wonder whether uh, myself. No. Well, yes, because Councillor Reid and I are on the Museum Management Committee. So, can we need that? to declare an interest? Um, can I answer that? Um, no, you don't need to. This is land owned by the District Council, it's not owned by the Museum Society. Okay. He would like to go back. All right, I give you five minutes, but I mean five minutes, please. Thank you. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Okay, notification of intent to remove four branches of one sycamore, sycamore tree, and it is a tree, Bob, um, in a conservation area at the castle. Um, who's going to take us through this? Nigel. Thank you, Chairman. I think this is, this is only with us because we are the, we are the landowners as the District Council. Proposes to trim back uh, four branches from a, from, a, from a sycamore tree within the conservation area, uh, and it is recommended that no objection be raised. Councillor Easton. Certainly, Madam Chairman, no objection should be made. The sycamore is a weed. And I so propose. Do I have a seconder? Councillor Kant. Okay, all those in favour, please show. I think, will you all put up your hands together, please? <laughs> Thank you. We just removed the whole tree. <laughs> no, Councillor Easton. As I've said to you, people like sycamore trees. Right, um, that was number that was number six. Now we've got another one. Another. <coughs> Notification of intent to lock back the previous pruning points of, of one sycamore tree oh within no. a conservation area at 23 Westfield Saffron Warden. Mr. Brown. Yeah, similarly, it's exactly the same situation, but the only reason this is with us today is because it's a member of staff's sycamore tree, so uh, recommendation is no, no objection to be raised. All those in favour, please show. Unanimous. Oh, wait a minute, we need a proposer. John Davy proposed it. And, proposed it. Uh, and, and, and Councillor Salmon seconded it. Sorry. Okay. Item, item six is the appeal decisions. We seem to be winning quite well. Okay. Councillor Ranger. Uh, just a bit of clarification on the first one on the list, Chairman. Corrected, varied, upheld. That doesn't seem quite right because it was dismissed. Yeah. Mr. Brown. It was dismissed. That's the, yeah. I think the bit that they were appealing about as well that it was it was dismissed and it was part it was corrected so that should not say corrected varied upheld it should be corrected varied dismissed you're Thank right you. okay any other comments on any of them okay right i should go on to item nine which is planning agreements and i see we've got lots sealed which is good we're suddenly they're coming to fruition that we've our planning applications that we give are suddenly coming along. Okay. Anybody else have any points to raise, Councillor Matman? Just, uh, just to confirm, when did we uh, give the permission on land south of Bradwinter Road? That's uh, agreement number four. 
it's, the, it's the date there, um, April. That's ages ago, Manor Home. There's, a, I mean, it's very close. It's a they make the discussion around a clause in the county council's part, but it's um, very nearly um, sorted. Okay. I have no urgent business, so I close the meeting. Urgent business has to be notified. No, I'm not saying urgent business, Madam Chairman, but if we can have a long agenda on the 29th of April, knowing what we've deferred and that today, can I suggest we start earlier, please, and have a break at lunchtime? We don't want to be sitting here at midnight. Uh, I, I gather that there's not a lot coming up for the 29th. There wasn't. There's more now. <laughs> there is now. <laughs> there's only three more items now, but I gather it was quite light, wasn't it? But I take your point. It's really quite complicated when we move the meeting to not start at 2 o'clock. The, the, the local public get annoyed about it. But I do agree that uh, if that's going to happen, I'm going to suggest we do those two, two site visits in the morning. Because not allowed to have just as a there may I'm not sure but there may there might be other site visits pre-empted okay. site visits but we'll, we'll work on that one. All right, we'll I work am on trying it. to keep the agenda um, nobody turns up to them no that's it that's the problem is yours also about the site visits no I just wanted to make one comment well you haven't got your mic on or, but you can, I'll tell you what let me close the meeting and then we'll I'm closing the meeting at 20 to 4. Thank you all for coming. Chairman, I just wanted to make...